Welcome to the Men of Iron Podcast, changing a culture one man at a time. At Men of Iron, we equip men and grow godly leaders through creating and sustaining one-to-one and micro-group mentorships. Go to menofiron.org for more info. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Men of Iron Podcast, episode for today, I'd like to quickly introduce Garrett Barbush to my right. What's going on, Garrett? Living the dream. Living the dream? Every single day. That's what I like to hear, and we'd like to introduce our special guest today, Lou Zoller. Nah. Lou, give him a quick, what's up? How's everybody doing out there? Yeah, we're doing good. Yeah. I'm, I'm How there. was Valentine's Day, guys? <laughs> no, it was, it's all right. We can get into that then. Yeah, okay. Lou, did, wow, quick, sorry. look wow. at the agenda. My, my apologies. <laughs> My gosh. He's already trying to take Wives, over the show. I yeah. apologize out there. We're just trying to get into it. <laughs> so uh, episode two is brought to you by Worley and Obetch, your local and total energy provider, serving Central PA since 1946, 100% American fuel. So go to WorleyObetch.com for all your energy needs. Love it. Mm. Love it. So uh, just a little bit about Men of Iron Podcast. The purpose of this podcast is we want to provide you, the viewer, with value to provide discussion, insight, and advice on mentoring, leadership, business, fatherhood, marriage, and so much more. Absolutely, 100%. So uh, now that we got that out of the way, should we do a little take five with Lou? Yeah, let's, can Ooh. I Can I kind of cut in here a little yeah, bit? Yeah. Lou, introduce yourself to us. Sure. Tell us what you do for a living, why Ooh. you're on the podcast. Maybe we can show everyone what Lou's beautiful face looks like. Oh, wow. Not beautiful, but uh, thanks. Let's uh, do it. I uh, I am a utility locator for a company called USIC. I uh, locate underground utilities. So those pretty flags and paint that I put on your front lawn that you're upset about, that's me. Um, I, uh, well, it's pretty much what I do. It's what I'm all about. I've been doing it for 19 years. Um, so, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks. Tell us about wife, kids. I do have a lovely wife, uh, my lovely wife, Melissa, uh, of 10 years. And uh, we have three beautiful children, Coral, who's nine, Dominic, who's eight, and our beautiful little Sophie, who is two. Awesome. That's good yeah. stuff. And then uh, just very quickly, I mean, I know we're going to get into kind of talking about your mentoring experience a Absolutely. little bit later on in the show, but sure. kind of tell people what, what your connection is, how we know each other, why you're on the show, all that good stuff. Oh, well, I believe the three of us all went to Victory Church, and uh, that's how I got to know Stevie really well. And we I got go to way know, back. You know, back in the day. I got to know Garrett pretty well through the Men of Iron program. Uh, I've been doing Men of Iron for six years now. Yeah. Uh, love it. Uh, wouldn't change anything. Um so yeah, it's pretty much what I've been doing. I love the organization, love the t-shirts. So, so. <laughs> he's only he's only here for the free t-shirts. That's so. pretty much what I want. So. Well, hey, whatever it That's takes. It. All right, so I I skipped past the get to know Lou. Oh, but Garrett quickly caught that. Yes. Right. So now we're gonna do take five with Lou. You ready for this, Lou? I'm good. All right. Set. All right. Yeah. So number one, if someone wrote a biography about you, mm-hmm. what would the title be? Super Steeler fan. That's pretty much, pretty much what it would be. title ever. That's what it would be, most likely. Even my wife and kids would agree with that, All for right. sure. All, All right. right. Good so. enough. What is, is number two, your greatest childhood memory? Greatest childhood memory. Uh, playing uh, the championship game to, in Germany to come to the Little League World Series. That was it. Wow. Yeah. Me and my team went to, made it to the championship uh, game for Europe, and we lost to Saudi Arabia. So, Are you, is this for real? Dead serious. Absolutely. Wild. Yeah. Man, yeah. I mean, that's like a whole podcast episode, right? That was there. pretty cool. It was cool. Uh, that was pretty cool. The what position yeah. did you play? I played center field. 
Oh, yeah. the athlete. I was legit. You know what I mean? You, ladies and gentlemen, you might not <laughs> look at this and see here. the athlete, but it was there. So It's in there somewhere. It's somewhere. <laughs> it's under good. all these, you know, a couple pounds that I got. So That's good stuff. Yeah. All right, number three, Lou. What's your dream job? <sighs> My dream job. Wow. Uh, probably to be uh, GM of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Who's coming back to this? That's, it's always Steelers, buddy. So. <laughs> God too. I love God and my and my family. <laughs> I was going to ask yeah. about that. I, I don't know if I you do. love Jesus or not. Wow. Yeah. All right. Number four. In sync or Backstreet Boys? I probably would have to go Backstreet Boys. Just they they have more hits. More so, hits. Yeah, okay. I think so. Yeah. All right. Dissing JT. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I'll love for you, JT. But you know, still, <laughs> I just gotta go. <laughs> All right. You're doing good on this. I'm trying. You're doing good. I'm All trying. Right. Final question. Who do you admire most and why? Oof. Um, I guess, and I'm not doing any brownie points here because Valentine's Day was yesterday. I guess it would be my wife. Um, just because uh, she, even though I'm the man and I'm supposed to be the, you know, the strong one and the leader of the house, she definitely helps me with that. And uh, it's great being married and uh, just sharing life with your best friend. So I would say for sure her. That's good stuff, awesome, man. Good stuff. Well, that's all we got for take five. Oh wow, that was you it. Handled it very well. Yeah, nice. that yeah. was very impressive. I don't think I tried. Yeah. Mainly the Little League World Series. I've never heard this story mm. about you, Lou. Yes, and was... I'm just I'm very intrigued now. Thanks. Yeah, my yeah. dad was in the army, so we were we lived overseas. Okay. So yeah, we were on. Yeah, that's pretty good stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, thanks. You lost to Saudi Arabia, you said, huh? Saudi Arabia in the championship game to go to Williamsport. Wow. So, yeah. It, kid bringing the heat or what actually it was a good game we lost three to two and i was uh, on second as the tying run and the kid uh just struck out it was a bummer so i remember sitting on second base crying so. uh, slight issue there <laughs> but uh, we're just gonna let that that play out that's so. all right <laughs> all right g all right man so i hate to bring this up but uh the eagles are super bowl champs um it happened that's just the bottom line um <laughs> but stevie i do want to let you know i'm very happy for you appreciate it stevie uh you know is probably like we said in episode two of our podcast uh, the biggest philly fan that i know mm. uh, at least the most committed loyal like you know you might not always be the most boisterous about it but you're <laughs> you're a very very committed fan and i do respect that so congratulations mm. you went down for the parade yeah, it was awesome it was pretty awesome uh it was it was a little nutty, but we had a fun time. Good deal. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. You're the most likable Philly fan most I know. Right, that's that's that. a very hard. That's a good point. You, yeah. Because I mean, there's I a lot say. of fans out there that are like, huh. Yeah. Yeah. I love Jesus, but maybe you are the other side. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. Good oh, stuff. Man. So what did, did uh, what's everyone's take on Valentine's Day? I mean, love it, like it, hate it. Indifferent for us, it's it's. Uh, I love the fact that my wife is not a big Valentine's Day person. She does not like cards, so I literally can just get her a bar of chocolate, and she'll be a happy lady. Right, so, and that's it. We're <laughs> that's golden. All it takes. Yeah, that's it. Just chocolate. Chocolate. Yep. Stevie, what's your take? I'm kind of I'm kind of indifferent. It doesn't doesn't do much for me. It's so it's always fun to to. I mean, you should be doing this year round, but it's always fun to treat your wife. Take right. her out to dinner, give her some flowers. You know, I I've always said. Uh, I don't like Valentine's Day um, mm. just for the sake of it's not that like I don't want to spoil my wife and love her and you know but I just feel like it's such a made up yeah 
Hallmark holiday. <laughs> Thank you. You know, Thank and you. I'm like, yep. somebody's yeah. getting very rich off of Amen. this whole thing. That is and true. it's not me. Nope. Um, in fact, I'm dishing out money. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Dinner. But uh, you know what? My, you know, yeah. Mm. I, you still got to do it. Yeah. Yep, they deserve it. So. You still get to pay $50 for a dozen roses that you can get the next day for $12. So <laughs> There you go. Get them on a 15 That's, That's it. Counted. That's the game plan. Discounted roses. That's uh, right. <laughs> there's, a, there's a tip for some guys <laughs> not to follow. Oh, man. <laughs> Well, let's uh, let's kind of get into the heat of and and the focus of of this podcast uh, episode three, and we kind of wanted to give some practical ways and tips, um, you know, to to better your mentorship as a protege. What's hmm. what's three ways or four ways or five ways? We'll kind of talk through some different things, but um, that you can be the best protege possible. And I know that for us uh, sitting around this table. Uh, we've all been in the shoes of a protege. We've all had that role. Uh, we've all had been playing the role of mentor. In fact, I've gone from protege to mentor back to being a protege, uh, particularly in, in the Strong 27 ministry. And so, um, you know, I just, I, I think that, you know, there's, there's some things that we can do as proteges uh, and the things that we can bring to the table that are going to improve our experience and assure that there's going to be some sort of growth in that process. Cause if yeah. you're not growing, something's no. not going right. Absolutely. I mean, that's right. just all there is to it. So, um, yeah, I, you know, and Lou in this process, I think it's important for you as our guest to kind of, you know, share your experience and sure. talk about your mentor and how he challenged you and what you brought to the table and all that good stuff. But, um, you know, I guess first way is, you know, that I find is just to have a plan. Right. You know? Absolutely. Have a plan. So I don't know if you have anything, Lou. You can kind of chime in here. You know, and I think for me, uh, like just like you, I was I've done all of it. You know, I've I was doing the I did the protege thing. Then I became a mentor. Then I went back to being a protege. You know, this year I'm actually a protege. You know, my mentor is Andy Burkholder. He's he's doing a great job. And mm-hmm. I think you you make good points with you have to have a plan. You like we say all the time at all the the kickoffs. You have to run it. Mm-hmm. You run it. It's it's a little weird at first for me. Because uh, my first year, my protege was Vinny DePaul. And, or your mentor. Oh, my mentor. Sorry. Thank you. Jeez. Um, my mentor is Vinny DePaul. And, you know, I don't need to tell you guys, anybody who knows Vinny DePaul, he's he's awesome. And uh, he's going to give you it all. And uh, I think for me, he challenged me to, every time we met, bring something to the table. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think for me, my challenge was... I wanted to make sure I brought something every single time. So every, if we were reading the Bible, if we were going through the book, if we were just reading a, a different kind of book, I wanted to find something that was going to like knock him off his seat. Right. Just because my plan always was I'm setting the tone here. You know what I mean? He is my mentor, but I have to bring it and make sure that he, you know, knows that I'm taking this stuff seriously. Right. So when I think, you know, and Stevie, please you chime in as well here, but you know, this whole idea of having a, having a plan as a protege in other words it's it's making sure that you're bringing your agenda absolutely it's your responsibility as a protege and i think that's what makes things a little bit different about the ministry that you know we're involved with here is that we know we've established it and designed it to be protege driven whereas you know a lot of discipleship programs might have you know the person doing the mentoring or the discipling is the one that's saying hey here's what we're going to talk about and i i think that every great mentor is going to bring that to the table at some point absolutely in a mentorship experience but the bottom line is proteges for you to grow 
You've got to take the time before a meeting, right? A week before a meeting to say, Hey, here's what I want to talk about. And here's what's been going on. And so I just want to take a minute and and I want to hear from you guys too on this, but like, what are some, what are some consistent things on an agenda, you know, on your plan that you should be bringing to the table? And I always think about, Hey, here's how I've grown since the last time I've met with you or here's some of the challenges I've faced or here's what I'm most proud of, you know, from the last two weeks that we've met, here's what I'm most proud of in the last two weeks or, you know, this is where I've failed, you know, and, and I think those are continuous things. Very, very simple. Yeah. But those are 15 minute conversations between a mentor and a protege. Absolutely. Yeah. I think we, you know, we definitely talk a lot at men of iron and through the strong 27 ministry about protege driven, so I think, like you said, that's kind of where it, it stands out for maybe a different discipleship program. But it is. It's it's the protege has to be willing to to lead the thing, has to be willing to, you know, come prepared to the meetings and uh, be ready for that growth. Right, right. That's good. Number two here that we had talked about before, you know, the podcast was to be consistent uh, as a protege. Uh, mm. Obviously have a plan, create the agenda, be right. responsible for that. There's, I mean, that could be a, entire podcast in itself. So note, yeah. note for episode four, right. <laughs> <laughs> but the second piece mm-hmm. is to be consistent. And so when you guys hear that term, be consistent, what does that mean as a protege to you guys? I think for me, it just, it means like having that, like for us, we met like every other, we met every week. Right. So we met every Wednesday. So I knew every Wednesday, 6am I'm meeting him at the diner. I'm meeting him at his house or something like that. And I knew that that was going to be the consistency that we had. Cause personally I needed that. I needed to be held accountable for where I was at, what I was doing. Um, and I like what you said before. I don't want to just jump back to step one, but what I love about men of iron is it's led by the protege mm-hmm. because I don't, I don't think a lot of people would enjoy someone speaking down to them. And I know some like, you know, other organizations that do things that, you know, they want to you know have that mentor protege thing. I feel as a protege, you're doing it because it's all about you. You're the one that took that jump and that step that says, Hey, I need to get my stuff together. Right. And, uh, and I think that helps helped me more than anything. Right. And you talk about growth. I don't, I was definitely a different man when I started to where I ended. Like, you know what I mean? Like my wife, it was, it was just awesome, you know, just to see her, see the transformation in me. Right. So, and I think not to jump back, obviously before I know you guys are going to yell at me now. But uh, like step two for me, like that was the whole consistency thing. If I didn't have that, I don't think that year would have went as well as it did. Well, so and Stevie, can you chime in about this? Because for our listeners and viewers here, this is I just kind of put this all together. But Vinny was your mentor, right? And then the following year, Stevie was your protege. That's right. Pretty wild. Whip that boy Small into shape. World. So and and you know <laughs> one of the things I think that is interesting though is I heard from Stevie about his experience with you was mm. that you guys met at the McDonald's right. every other week yep. at what time? 530? Yeah, it was around 530. Yeah. yeah. So, so, but like I see, okay, Hey, I was consistent with my mentor mm-hmm. and then that kind of played out into your mentoring experience with, Absolutely. with Steve. So yeah, big time. Yeah. I know that was what Stevie brought up in our last podcast was just this whole idea of like, I knew I needed to be, at the same place at the same time on the right. same day. Like, yeah. It wasn't, didn't even need to be on my calendar. Absolutely. We were just consistent with right. it. Yeah. yeah and, and I said this last time, but like we didn't even really need to check in with each other about that day. Like we just knew. We just knew. That was on the calendar. Absolutely. Yeah. 
So having a plan, protégés, uh, leading that agenda, creating those agendas for your mentors, mm. uh, that's something that we we train heavily on in the Strong 27 protégé training. You know, being consistent, not just in your meetings, but with your effort, right? Right, uh, absolutely. Your mentality, your everything approaching, just be consistent. And then I think third is to be vulnerable, um, which, okay, you know, we talk about this whole idea of being open and honest and vulnerable and doing life together and being in community and... <laughs> right. Right. But how many of us are really doing that? Like right. how many of us are really letting the walls around us fall down? And you know, I often feel convicted about this. You know, oh, the executive director of Men of Iron, like I'm sure you live that out. Well, now it's hard. Like yeah. it's, it's hard to be 100% vulnerable. Um, and I just meet with a group of guys this morning where I said, you know, sometimes even as a leader of a ministry, it's even harder because you're supposed to be leading this ministry where, you know, you're talking about men and uh, manhood and fatherhood and being husbands. And so if my marriage is crap, right. Uh, it's hard for me to admit that because, well, I'm supposed to be leading this initiative. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, but the bottom line is, you know, as proteges, you, your mentor can't help you unless you're really being open and honest. So, yeah. I, and I think that's the truth though, for me, for sure. Like when I first went through it, like the years prior, you know, guys that were in the program were like, Oh, Lou, you should join this. And I never really felt like it was something for me. And then, um, I joined and it just so happens God works miracles because me and my wife went through our roughest patch as husband and wife. And it was amazing having someone be there like mm -hmm. Minnie um, to talk with me and go through with it and talk about vulnerability. Like I remember the time we're sitting in the diner, I just started breaking down and crying and like throwing out my heart to him. And, you know, of course, Vinny being Vinny made fun of me, but it was, <laughs> it was great that, that he was there for me and he poured into not only me, but also my wife and, in turn, like the foundation he helped us build mm. was, you know, I, I words can't describe it for me to be honest with you. So, so you you led that. I'm gonna get off tangent here a little bit, but you led that process, right? Like you're coming with the plan, absolutely. You're leading the agenda. You're you know, and then all of a sudden you, are, you know, you're consistent, and mm -hmm. then all of a sudden you bring this vulnerability to the table. Right. But you're leading, but yet, you know, we often say, oh, my mentor helped me. So like, absolutely. in what ways did Vinny help in that process without taking control of the mentorship? Right? I think for me, it was like, we set the agenda, we're reading judges say, and then I come in and, you know, me and my wife, me and Melissa might've had like an argument or we were just going through a rough patch. We didn't talk about judges. It was like, let's talk about you. Let's talk about this. I was like, Hey, can I talk to you about this? And he was like, absolutely. And I think that went just miles with me. Because next year with me and Steve, like same thing, you know, we'd have an agenda, we'd have a plan. He'd come in, he'd have something going on and, or I'd have something and we'd just talk. And I think every year I go through it, it's like, I tell my guys, Hey, listen, we can plan this out, but if something's going on in your family, let's talk about it. Right. That's what we're here for. It's not a, just about reading the Bible or reading what's in the, in the book that they give us. It's about us. It's about doing life together. Right. And I love that about that. It was great having that accountability partner right. and uh, just having someone that I know that, Hey, you know what? Yeah, I came prepared, but you know, I'm a little emotional wreck right now. And can we talk about <laughs> it? And he's like, absolutely. So Stevie, I mean, if you don't mind me throwing this out there, I'm going to kind of put you on the spot, but you know, you're a little bit more of an introvert. You're, you know, a little harder to read sometimes. Right. We call Stevie the silent assassin. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> we always, he's always absolutely. plotting our kill. Right. Like, I'm not quite sure, but <sighs> stay on the good side. <laughs> But being an introvert, for example, and I'm not, I know some introverts are very, very good at this. I'm not right. like trying to peg anybody, but 
what's that like trying to be vulnerable with the guy sitting across the table from you? Yeah, I can even point back to my mentorship with Lou and I mean, it's hard. It's hard. I think it's hard for any man, let alone an introvert to open up and be honest about what you're struggling with. Um, so it's, it's a challenge, but I think when you're dealing with something and you feel like the entire weight of that is on you, right. there's nothing better than like mm. getting it out and having an honest conversation with another guy and having the opportunity for him to help you walk through it. Right. And the amazing thing was with Lou is like, you know, Biggest reason I wanted to be a protege that year was I was, you know, getting ready to get married, going to that new season of life, mm. and I just thought it'd be it'd be perfect timing to have a guy pouring into me that's a couple of seasons ahead, you right. know, already already been through, um, you know, getting married and starting a family and those things, and and I tell Lou this all the time. It was like it was definitely a godsend having him as my mentor, and you know when I opened up about some things that Ashley and I were dealing with leading up to our marriage. He had walked through the exact same things yeah. with his wife, Melissa. And it was just like, yeah. wow, it was pretty powerful Yeah, to be able to have a guy that literally just walked through the same things as you, you know, five years ago. Um, it's pretty awesome. Right. I know. I think back to like one of the statements that Bob Dorwart, one of our community protégés, you know, said on a video. He was like, you know, it's not that your mentor, it's nice to have somebody to talk to, you mm-hmm. know, it's not that your mentor like takes on your junk. Right. It's not, right. That, it's not that they do that. Right. But if you can be vulnerable and and you know that you've got a dude sitting across you know the table from you that's really hearing you out and is really has your best interest in mind, right? Um, you know, I, I think we take that for granted sometimes because that does not happen often. Right. It right. happens in a small percentage of men. Yeah. And I've always kind of gone by that general rule. And as hard as it, as easy as this is to say, it's very very hard to actually implement into your life, but. It's often those things that are going on that you don't want to share that that's the sign when you need to share it. Right. right. I think for me, what like the best part was, I think as guys, sometimes we surround ourselves with yes, men. Mm. And, uh, until you start challenging yourself. And I think through men of iron, like I kind of did just a quick experiment. Like me and Melissa had a big argument and uh, I still love you, babe. I know I'm bringing up all our stuff, <laughs> but, uh, we, uh, we had a big argument and I called my, one of my best friends I've known forever. You know, he, he's not a Christ follower. He, you know, doesn't really have a lot of structure in his life. And he told me everything I wanted to hear that I was in the right. I was in the wrong. And then I met with Vinny the next day and Vinny was like, yeah, you're all wrong. here." <laughs> you know? And it was great having that. And I think with Steve, it was even with Steve and then with Brandon after Steve. And then I, now with Andy, it's great that we can have that dialogue between each other. Like there's honesty there. Right. I'm not telling you something that you need, I, like, you know, that you want to hear. I'm telling you something you need to hear. Right. And I think through this, I, I learned that like, I need to surround myself with men that are going to tell me exactly what I'm doing wrong and hold me accountable. Right. And I think through men of iron, I think that's what I got in like just huge tons of information from. Right. And that was awesome for me. You know, and I look at, I'm, I want to know we need to move forward here, but like that whole idea of vulnerability, there's like, I think there's even different layers of that because I've found as a protege that I can come to the table with my mentor and, and I can lay some things out and it's all truthful. But there's like another layer of my emotions that mm. maybe I'm not or another emotion, another layer of struggle underneath that vulnerability right. that's not as easily to come out with. Mm. And, and that's the hard part of the vulnerability because true vulnerability, true, you know, transparency is just, yeah, you know, 
diarrhea of the mouth, letting everything out. <laughs> right. So yeah, I just said diarrhea on everything. Yeah, podcast. He did. <laughs> Lou really liked it. More sense of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's being around Philadelphia fan right there. <laughs> <laughs> Lou makes a great point though. Like the opportunity to be vulnerable, your mentor has a chance to to show that compassion and listen. But it doesn't just stop there. Like then he has the opportunity to like challenge you and kick your butt and be like, right. how are you gonna, how are you gonna fix this or change this or grow in this area? Right. And Lou, Lou is tremendous at that. He challenged me to have those hard conversations that I didn't want to have. And if I hadn't been vulnerable and opened up to him about this stuff, I would have never had those conversations. Yeah. Right. That's a good point. Well, let's, uh, let's talk about the three things that we're really big on with, with strong 27 and uh that is this whole idea of accountability balance and spiritual growth and and the reason we're bringing those up is because i believe that as a protege those are three things that need to be on the agenda Mm. every single meeting and it needs to be something that your mentor and yourself that you're chatting about between meetings consistently and so i want to start with the accountability i mean obviously there's accountability in the goals that you have set, you know, the accountability with maybe it's a a struggle or whatever it might be, but you need to be willing to share with that mentor, hey, this is where I need to be held accountable. This is how I need to be held accountable. That whole idea of balance, we've talked a little bit about this in episode one, Stevie, but the five Fs, you know, faith, family, friends, fitness, finances, how am I balancing those Mm. things? That's what we believe kind of really defines a man's life uh, in a nutshell. And then the most important piece, which is, you know, the spiritual growth is like, if I'm not constantly evaluating how I am spiritually growing through this process, um, how do I know where I'm at and where I'm heading and whether this is working or, you know, and, and really my experience as a protege is this, is if I'm not spiritually being challenged or I'm not spiritually growing in this mentorship experience, I can blame others all I want. But at the end of the day, I have found when I look in the mirror, it is on me absolutely it is on me 100 percent um and so we can kind of talk to you guys a little bit uh we can talk amongst ourselves here about those ideas of accountability balance and spiritual growth i mean i know with strong 27 we really focus on god's word you know prayer solitude these ideas um is how you develop your spiritual growth but i don't know if you guys have anything to say about that as a protege those three concepts well, I think for me, like my main thing on the agenda was I, I wanted to, to know the Bible. I was uh, never really wasn't fed through the Bible very much. I grew up Catholic, so I didn't really know it. So when I when I approached Vinny and um, and now Andy, I uh, I want to make sure that hey, those guys know I want to know the Bible. And I don't mean just hey, I read it because I feel like if you just read it and don't invest in it, you're not going to find anything. It's just like reading another book. Right. And I think for us, it was like you know both Andy and Vinny, we both. We picked a, a like a book in the Bible and just said, "Let's dive in. Let's find something we've never found before." Right. And I think that what you said, Garrett, about growing spiritually, it's it's on me. If I don't, if my willingness not to be out there and want to learn, then where, where am I going to grow here? Like, it's right. great to talk about, you know what I mean, to have another guy to cry to. You know what I mean? I can't believe I just said that. Another guy cried to. <laughs> but uh, it's great to have someone out there. I did. I cried a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Kleenex sponsored our meetings. Uh, but uh, it was great to have someone I can be open and honest with, and they were going to tell me something. But it was after that, it was like, we need to dive into the word because right. you're going to learn from your mistakes also through the word. Right. And that was great for me to, to do that. Right. You know, it's so, good stuff. Yeah. Well, I think it's good. We'll just kind of summarize here and wrap this video podcast up. But protégés, if you're listening, if you're watching, you know, be have a plan, be consistent, 
be vulnerable, focus on accountability, balance, and spiritual growth. I mean, if we could just simplify this whole idea of mentoring and discipleship, I mean, that's it right there, right? Right. Like that's it. And so, um, we're going to wrap up just with a couple of announcements, man. We're excited. Stevie, you want to tell them a little bit about this past weekend and, and what went on? Yeah, we were out in Canton, Ohio for our Stark County Strong 27 launch. We had 12 churches, 150 men. Wow, that's uh, awesome. Pretty awesome considering last year this time we had, what, two churches? One in church, Ohio, One church, yeah. So it was pretty cool. We had a, we were at um, River, River Tree Jackson. River Tree Jackson, yeah, River Tree Jackson in... Uh, I guess it's considered Canton. Yeah, Canton. Canton it's Maslin officially, but uh, it's Maslin. Canton. And yeah, the room was packed. The room was packed. It was cool. It was That's just awesome. yeah. Um, got the guys trained and and ready for ready for the year ahead for Strong Twenty Seven. That's that was awesome. awesome. Yeah, we're really excited about the Ohio region out there, and very grateful for everything that Brian Ziegler's doing out there uh, in Stark County. So. Um, yeah, man, we'll keep you guys posted. Check out our emails. Check out social media: uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. But any you know final thoughts here, uh, make sure you guys check out our podcast on iTunes, menofiron.org, backslash MOI podcast. Uh, you can subscribe there. Give us a rate. Uh, five, a little stars. Comment, five stars. Five stars. So we get some followers. Five, for sure. Uh, thank you to our sponsor. This week's sponsor, this episode's sponsor, William Obetz. Uh, again, your local and total energy provider serving central Pennsylvania since 1946. 100% American fuel, baby. 100%. That's what I'm talking want. about. America. <laughs> USA. So go to worldlyandobets.com for all your energy needs. Stevie, give us some final words mm. for our listeners. Final words. Uh, Eagles are still oh, Super Bowl champs. There it is. In case you guys right. forgot. Wow. I don't know. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Sorry just, for all those people out there. Do any final words? I'll give, I'll give I you apologize. I don't apologize to anybody. <laughs> You're on Ohio. I know that's not Steeler country, but uh, nice to meet you. Uh, <laughs> but guys, thanks so much for having me. I love what yeah. you do. I love being a part of this. And uh, truly, it's it's changed my life. And uh, I wouldn't be the husband and father I am today if it wasn't for Men of Iron, for sure. That's good so. stuff. Lou, thanks for your time, man. I really appreciate you coming in here during the day. And so for all of our listeners, followers, make sure you guys share this on social media. Give it a listen. Give it a uh, watch. And we'll go from there. But until next time, peace out.